Hi, welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Canty. You can learn more about me and my team at KatherineCanty.com. For more than two decades, I have been able to travel the country and help other people grow their business. From those experiences, I was able to work with a proposal team that generated success 90% of the time for over a decade. We have created a leadership coaching program that is creating 100% measured results as seen by the leaders, peers, and stakeholders. And finally, I have spent nearly a decade in boardrooms, corporate boardrooms, where we are learning what's working and what's not. And more importantly, we're able to take the communication from the boardroom and get it down to the front line so execution is easier to implement. You know, from all these experiences, we created a framework called Business Vitality. These are all of the best practices of leaders and and opportunities that have been coming up decade after decade. And a lot of this stuff has been in practice for more than 20 years, 30 years and beyond. And what we're learning is a lot of these folks that are remaining vital in business today are having to think differently. And to share a quote from one of my CEOs that I've worked with in the past, he told me all day long he can hire folks, but what he needs more of are people who think outside the box. So in an effort to pay it forward and celebrate successes, we are going to be sharing stories of leaders who are thinking differently and remaining vital in business today. Please stick to the end and we will share how you can be a guest on the show. And thanks so much for being here. Ashley Connell, you are the founder and CEO of Prowess Project, found on the web at prowessproject.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I am pumped. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, this is going to be very disruptive. And I love (laughs) bringing new ideas to my favorite CEOs and my favorite (laughs) leadership partners that are out there that I have worked with for over two decades. And if they know me and they know anything about my background, which they all do, they know I love to challenge the way things are being done in a very respectful manner. But how can we think about business in a new way? And I think what you are doing could really create a lot of benefit to them. And it may be in a benefit that they haven't considered yet or they thought about it. And they were like, not doing that, Catherine. Like, that's just (laughs) going to be a box of like worms that we're not going to deal with. So you have amazing success and track record of the work that you're doing. It is extremely relevant and vital to what businesses are doing today. This is impacting big corporations. This is impacting um, top leadership teams. So as we dig into this, my first question to you, Ashley, is can you tell me at a high level, what are you doing with Prowess Project? Absolutely. And yes, buckle up, everyone. Um, So high level, we vet and certify women who took time off of the workforce to be caregivers. So most of the time, no, all of the time, these women are educated and experienced, took two, three years out to take care of their kids and want to return. But all I can get are free internships. So we take them, like I said, train them up. And then we have a platform where we invite CEOs and employers to come onto our platform to hire. And we match based on not just the skills needed and the expertise needed, but also communication style, work style. So we are de-risking on both sides. Okay. So you have a goal 
And I think it's a very obtainable goal. What is your goal of getting these, these caregivers back into the workforce? Our goal is to get 5,000 in the workforce in the next three years. We've already gotten 1,000. So I definitely think it's possible. Yeah, I think educating people about how this works and what like that new future work looks like. We just 100%. came out of COVID. We understand yep. that we can work hybrid. We understand that we need to get a little creative, nothing like a good crisis to figure out how we're going <laughs> to navigate going forward. I mean, this is all the stuff that has been like slowly percolating in the corporate world of no, you cannot work remote. No, you need to be, as we said earlier, butts in the seats. And and that's, seats. What, mm-hmm. that's what we're paying you for. And sure enough, the entire world shut down and businesses that are going to continue to remain vital month after month, year after year, decade after decade are getting real creative about how do we respond to the change in this workforce. So you have some interesting stats. I would love to hear the stats from you as as far as you talk about 43% of the caregivers and are transitioned out. And then give me some stats if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. Well, obviously, there is a huge pressure on women specifically of can I be both a mom and a career woman? And oftentimes they realize or they don't want to do both. So 43% of educated, experienced women leave the workforce to take care of their children at some point in their career. When they're out for just three years, they lose a total of 37% of their compensation power forever. Forever. Cannot make it up. And yet, 97% of them would return to work if they had a flexible solution. If it wasn't that butts and seats, that nine to five, if they could work on their time so that they could do both, be a parent and also a career woman. Okay, the stats I think are are pretty shocking. People are looking to maximize what they're investing in their employees. They're looking to maximize that return on investment. And I was sharing an example of, of one CEO before, and this particular CEO was hiring for a position. It wasn't getting filled. It had full benefits, full everything, everything you need. So they looked at it a different way. And they said, I could hire two part-time people mm-hmm. in, and they're splitting the hours. I don't have to do full benefits. I trust these people. They have a proven track record. And now they're coming in and I'm not getting one plus one equals two. I'm getting one plus one equals three because I looked at this differently. 100%. So that's technically called a job share. And we are seeing that pop up everywhere. But also when you think about it, I mean, how much of the day is lost? So if you get someone who comes in at 60% and especially, and I can speak to our audience, right? These are moms who are so grateful that they are getting a flexible schedule that every single uh, second of their time, you're getting incredible output. You're getting incredible results. You're getting incredible impact to your business because they're so grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, it's mutually beneficial. Um, You get, the company gets benefits, the, the, the mom or the, the caregiver that's coming back in is getting benefits. And, you know, you start, you start looking at this and like, where do you even start to find these talented people? So like CEOs are trying to find the talent. And, you know, I was just thinking about, um, I met with a, a CEO at an insurance company, huge global insurance company. 
And he needs to find people who are going to manage high net worth individuals mm. within the insurance company. And he's looking for a certain type of person, somebody that is going to be able to take care of that relationship and nurture that relationship and be responsive and be responsible. And for me, I begin to think about, you know, women are, are extremely talented when it comes to building relationships. And if you want to accelerate anything through there, give it to a busy person. And I don't mm. know of a busier person than a parent. And if that parent knows that they got to pick up the kid at two and this needs to be done before it two. Gets done. Yes. Catherine, I see it all day, every day. You are so spot on. And I love what you brought up about the people skills or the interpersonal skills or the emotional intelligence. There is data that shows that women versus men, women outperform men 11 out of 12 of the emotional intelligence tests that were done. So this means naturally women are really good at relationships, at listening, at communication. And so, yes, to your point, this would be a slam dunk opportunity to go to this untapped talent of, again, educated, experienced caregivers who maybe just don't want to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Where are you placing? So as you bring these people in, these these talented people, where do you see them? Because what was your placing rate? You're You've got a, so yeah, of the women who, yeah, of the women who come through our program, 70% of them get placed in three months. And so the vast majority who come to us are looking for operations roles. So this could be anything from a, um, an assistant all the way up to a fractional COO. We've seen it all. Um, we have also seen a vast majority of our talent have some sort of background in finance or accounting and they, they know it, they understand it and, but they just cannot work the grueling hours. Okay. So operational roles, I've got a few CEOs that listen to this. I got a few people (laughs) that are at an executive level and they can go and, and do the, the front end you know, meet and greets and things like that. And they need to be able to hand it off to somebody to be able to run with it. And that is that operational role of coordinating everything, making sure it runs. And then again, another operational role would be in that finance and accounting background. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to bridge this even further. Some of these CEOs that I'm talking about, they're looking for strategic thought partners that are yes. not just going 90 days down the road. And what are we going to do? They need to see different variables And to be able to bring in somebody at, like I I use this example on another show, but we're not getting married. Like we're going to date, like we're getting somebody at 60% of their time. And if they can do forecasting because they have that numbers background and they understand the operational side of it, um, it creates a, a great opportunity to be able to kind of experiment with this. Do you have folks that are are new to this and they're kind of experimenting and they're like, I don't know, Ashley, is this really going to work? What does that look like? So that is one of the top things that we get asked from employers is, hey, can I date before I marry? Can I start off with five hours a week, 10 hours a week, 15 and grow? And what we see, and I know this isn't going to surprise you, but they start off with something small. And usually within two weeks, I get a phone call. 
how much time does Mary have? I want all of her time. She is a direct quote wizard, please. <laughs> like, how do I get more Marys? And so you're exactly right. It, but again, our whole thought process with Prowess Project is A, we want to be super intentional with everyone's time and their capabilities, but also we want to de-risk. We understand what we're doing is different. We understand what we're doing is disrupting. So as much of the work style compatibility that we can get in our platform so that we can say, hey, Mr. CEO or Mrs. CEO, here are the top three candidates based again on the skills. Yes, they can, but they're also going to be compatible with your work style. Who do you want to interview? All right, so we talked about butts in the seats earlier, and some of my mm -hmm. folks, they might be like, well, I need a butt in the seat. I need an operational butt in the seat. And we've experimented with, you know, during COVID, we've experimented with virtual and, 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 and being in person. What are your thoughts around what if somebody has to have a butt in the seat? My question would just be why? Like, really understand why. Is it because that's what you're used to? And that's fine. It's your role that you're hiring for. It's your company. You can decide. But really, why butts and seats? And I, I also, what I have seen, and we've been at Prowess for four years now, is the relationships that are remote, we actually see a lot more gets done and a lot less... Um, uh, Can I say shooting the shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm transparent with most things. So. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to start over? Sorry, I was about to just say shooting the shit. I didn't know if I could say that. Well, I don't do a lot of editing, so we're going with it. <laughs> okay. Well, that less of of that and like chumming up and more of just getting stuff done. Yeah. By having that remote uh, remote relationship. I think that's fantastic. I think um, a lot of people, they just are ready to get the stuff done and they're ready uh -huh. to just get the result. And there's only so much time in the day and we just, we can't do anymore doing the same stuff day in and day out. Um, and I just think that, you know, this could be a, a pretty exciting way to be able to do that. What kind of backgrounds, or I guess, you know, if they're coming back in, um, do you provide training to certain backgrounds that are out there to get them prepared or what are you doing to support them? Good question. So first we thought all of the women who were coming, coming to us to get jobs, we thought they were all going to be women returning to the workforce. What we're finding is some of them are what we're calling corporate dropouts who do mm -hmm. want just something more flexible. And so I think a lot of time people get a little scared, like, oh my God, she's been out. Like, is she going to know? You know, Microsoft Office. Yes, she's going to know Microsoft Office. Um, but again, some of them don't have as don't have any gap. Some of them have three, four years. So to answer your question, what our certification goes through, our training to get back in or to be a um, prowess certified, is we look at business and break it up into four main sections. One is all deep dive data. One is all automations technology. One is all just sales and marketing. And the other is more team dynamics and growth strategies. So those are the four main things that we are looking at that we train and then 
test the women who go through our program on. Okay, so do they go through a 90-day program to kind of just reboot and re-energize them? Good question. It, it typically takes them about six weeks because they're not doing it 40 hours a, a, a week. And the program is six months, so they have access to us and the community of women who are also either returning or have all of this professional experience to troubleshoot, ask questions, share insights, et cetera. Are these people just based in the U.S. or the Southeast or the Northwest? Where are they based mainly out of? Throughout the U.S. Okay. So U.S.-based women who have multiple degrees, it sounds like. They have been out of the workforce um, for three years and they're re-entering. You have a goal to get people back in. You've already got a thousand people back in. You want to get up to 5,000 in a very short time frame, which I think is sounds doable. You're training them over a six-week process of getting them back in just that deep dive re-entry. You're teaching them about um, technology, sales and marketing, and then growth strategy. And you support them for up to six months during this, this transition back in. Bingo. Um, where do you find a prowess certified person or like, how do you, how do you go about finding this? If you're a CEO or an HR professional looking for them. Oh, if you're looking, I mean, that would just be easy. Hop on to our website and go through our, our pretty simple process. We've had people hire within three hours. It, it's gone so quickly. <laughs> um, but it, so that's that would be the first step, really, is okay. to come talk to us. Uh huh. So tell me, you know, as you've started this, how did, how did this even call out to you in the first place? Yes. I would love to yeah. hear kind of the background. I know we just like jumped right in just to get it done, it. which is yeah. kind of the way I operate. And it sounds like you too, but tell yep. me like, why are you doing this? Why does it yeah. matter? So my background, I was in tech for 15 years and I looked up at all the leadership and they were all men. And I knew that I wanted to be a leader in a business. And I was like, oh dear, like, wh- why is this? So, um, I went out and talked to several women and they were like, look, I had to decide between a career and a family and I chose family. Um, And so I realized like, oh gosh, I I really do want both. And at the time I didn't have children. So hopped on to Google and that's where I found all those Harvard Business Review statistics that I shared earlier about women leaving and went out and talked to all of them, talked to almost a thousand women who were in this situation of trying to return. And that's when they said over and over again, Ashley, um, I don't have a clear path from home to hired. I don't know how I'm going to go from a getting my confidence back because I've been, you know, tossed to the side or can only get unpaid internships, even though I have two master's degrees. Um, So again, we help with network, we help with training and matching them up with potential, potential job opportunities. That is fantastic. Tell me, as you look back on this, tell me, are there like maybe two or three just shocking things that, that you just continue to be surprised by, or as you created this journey, was there anything that really just stood out? Like, why, why are we talking about this right now? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like first, a couple of those. Yeah. First and foremost, it's, you know, 2023, 20, and this is still an issue that um, women, you can have two different resumes. Both people were out for three years of, of the job force. One 
um, was out because they were taking care of kids. One was doing a sabbatical. The one with the sabbatical will get the interview three times more likely to get that interview than someone who is caregiving. Like that just to me does not make sense when we also have all of this data on how much your brain changes and matures when you take on a caretaker role, which ultimately makes you more empathetic, which ultimately makes you a better leader. So the the fact that that isn't talked about more is quite upsetting to me. So I'm really grateful for you for having me on this platform where I can share this message because these are the CEOs and the executives who are in your audience. There is a treasure trove of untapped talent who would absolutely love to come work for you as long as you respect their boundaries of, hey, I, I, I can't be 50, 60 hours a week. All right. So if you've got somebody that's listening and it's somebody who's you know traditionally done well in these corporate environments and they're struggling to find the hires or it could be mm -hmm. HR struggling to find the hires and they know the environment that they're in. It's very traditional, very much butts in the seats. Like what is that first step or what is that first thing for them to be able to really pivot and say, I don't know, maybe that uh, uh, it's scary. But what I've learned is the pain of same has to hurt <laughs> more than that pain of change. And so are we just waiting for that pain inside the organization to get so bad they can't take it anymore? Or is there a way to just be able to, to test? And, and like I say, you know, the big hard stuff, if we can break it down to small little steps and get success along the way and create momentum, it really opens up a lot of doors. So as somebody who's maybe in that key HR position and the executive position, they're struggling to really find it. They know that they're used to people being there. They're used to, um, that that's consistency, that traditional role that we've thought of. What's the way to, to take a chance or take a step that, you know, wouldn't cause embarrassment because they tried something new or, or whatnot? Sure. Well, I think multiple things. First and foremost, I love what you said about the, the pain. I think that is, is such a good point and great way of looking at it. I think what we're seeing in the hiring market period is people who are embracing remote have access to talent all over the place and oftentimes less experienced talent. So I think that I mean, less expensive talent, same experience, if not more. So I think that is something to consider. If all of your peers or all your competition if you're looking for a way to stand out, if you're looking for a way to catapult your way forward, maybe consider something that doesn't feel super comfy, but is something that is forward thinking. So I would challenge that. Also, the reason why Prowess is happy to do a crawl, walk, run, meaning we start with five hours and we can move to 10, is for that exact reason. A lot of these companies are testing out remote for the first time. So start off with five hours a week, right? That's, that's, basically nothing and see, okay, what does that process look like to hand off tasks and to get on what we call a daily huddle with someone every day to make sure that everything is on track, you have your to-dos and boom, you're off the phone and everyone's good to go. So I, I definitely think easing into it is really, really important. Also, I think 
It is extremely important of the person who you are hiring to be your first remote employee has deep understanding and best practices of how to work remote because he or she, the remote person, is going to be training and norming that for the rest of the entire business who they'll be working with. So it's up to them to really share that message and those best practices. And I'm, I meant to ask this earlier, is this only for women? Do you only work with women or are there men? Because we know there's men out there being yeah. the caregivers. So does that apply to men as well for your clients? Absolutely. We, we started off with women because that was the biggest mm-hmm. um, social issue. However, I mean, more than happy to have anyone. Nice. Perfect. All right. Tell me how people can learn more about you. Um, yeah. as, as people may have a little bit of curiosity and they may just kind of be wondering, I don't know, maybe, maybe my pain hurts that bad right now, that <laughs> I will try anything to just get better. So how, how do they learn about you, Ashley? Yes. So first, just you can hop onto our website, prowessproject.com. If you want to chat with me, I am Ashley Connell. The best way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. And then we are at Prowess Project on all social channels. This is fantastic, Ashley. Thank you so much. Ashley Connell, you are the founder and CEO of Prowess Project found on the web at prowessproject.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. My team and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Business Vitality Podcast. We really appreciate you being here. If you know of another leader, another CEO, a founder who has another success story that they are willing to share and be able to pay it forward, we would love to highlight their stories on this podcast. You can find more information at katherinecanty.com. And in the meantime, if you could take a minute and rate this show, that would be super helpful because that's going to allow more people like you to find us in order to continue to pay it forward. Again, if you need to learn any additional information, we are happy to help. You can find us more at katherinecanty.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn with my name, Katherine Canty. Thanks so much for being here.